Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I think technically this is season two. Oh, as yeah. we start a new year on the podcast. And um, here with Pastor Jeremy. Hello there. And then I've got, I've got four kids who still aren't in school yet. So two of them are hanging out with us this morning. Hello, Benaya. Hello, Asher. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? So good. How are you guys? Good. Good. Um, I guess why don't you start and tell us, um, tell us a Christmas gift you still remember. My phone that I use right oh, now. Phone. Oh, yeah, you nice. got a phone this year? Yep. Yep. Dang. We just got to get a landline now to connect it to. <laughs> you got them little, <laughs> it's like the rotary, <laughs> little rotary phone. Awesome. Yep. I got, I got AirPods. That's the only one I remember. That's great. You also got the lockpick one, right? Oh, yeah. I did oh, yeah. That. I heard that. Pastor Nate's training you for the worst. Dude, I already picked the first one. I'm struggling on the second one. Mm. Is it, does it come with a lock to learn on? So the it's lock, like it, it comes with lock. three locks and they're transparent. Oh, so you can so you see can... all the keys as you try to learn how Got to pick you. locks. But it's still hard. Yeah. We, anyway, we're not training them for nefarious things. Just no. sometimes I show up at the church and I forget my key. <laughs> <laughs> I need a useful skill for that. No, yeah. That's why I just said the worst. Just well, Sometimes if, we yeah. go look at a church that's been abandoned and we need to get in. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and then... Then we don't have to call people and we don't get caught and the cops don't get involved. So perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, we had a good, my kids were the same. We got like a ton of gifts for them and like these little, those, you guys played with them. Those, those, those cars have been the hit and they have already broken all the replacement cars. Oh boy. Um, So Levi loves them so much that he shatters them. And then just cries when they stop working. And don't buy him a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> On the way here, I was trying to fix one of them. Were you? Yeah, yeah, they're asking. So they know and they remember. And they're like, when is Benton coming back with my car? When they were over, Benton offered, I'll take this home and I'll fix it. And my kids have full faith that, that it will be fixed. His intention was not to return it, by the way, so... <laughs> He is here today. You can talk to him about it. He was going to fix it for himself. Oh, that was his... okay. He's not fixing it, so I'll just fix it <laughs> and I'll have him come in with it. Perfect. That's awesome. Asher, did you have a chance to listen to the sermon from Sunday? No. Sorry, I meant to have you do that before we came in. We're talking about Sunday's sermon. We started a new series called Like Jesus. and um, But we can talk about Worship Night, too. Which you were yeah. Worship night was at. a really big night for me. You want to talk about it? Just put the microphone. Um. So at worship night, uh, we were um praying, and when we were playing for Plymouth, um, I was talking to my dad about this. I was like, um, I was praying for Plymouth, and then um, I just had like, like it wasn't a voice and it wasn't a vision, but it was like a just a thought. That came into my head, and it was like, uh, it's gonna be the biggest here. And then, and then I was just like, oh my goodness, this is cool. And then I prayed for Milton. I played for Dover, 
Um, and then um, it was, and then I just kept on praying, and he kept on like telling me. And then, um, and then when we were, were was it? Uh, what know. was the last prayer? It was future locations. Oh yeah, for future locations. Um, I saw like a ton of of restoration churches, like as a vision, and then I had multiple visions. Um, uh, one of a lot of restoration church uh, locations, um, across the world, and then, um, and then I had one of me being a missionary, and then. I was like, oh my goodness, my mom was right. She said, my mom said to me a week before, I feel like uh, you're going to be a missionary when you're older. Wow. That's a big night. Yeah, it's a big night. It's <laughs> like, a big night. That's amazing. Have you, do you feel like you've heard from God before or was this the first time you've you've had something like that? Um, It's my first time I actually uh like thought about it because I feel I feel like he's talked to me a lot about stuff, but like, but he's talked to me a lot about stuff, but I never really realized. Mm. And um, I I talked to a friend um, later that night, and he was like disappointed how God had talked to him, and mm, yeah. um, and he said, but I did have a lot of thoughts in my brain, but I couldn't tell is that was God or um, is that was God or something. I'm like, then you just use scripture to think about. Is it God or is it just a fake? That's good. Good. Good coaching, good mentoring. I was gonna say, I'm sure I'm sure that one friend was not the only person thinking, well, why why is he hearing? You know what I mean? Like there's a um, lot of adults that that don't that can't process that the same way. I think that advice is awesome. Like we as adults need to think through that. Like, all right, you had this thought, now compare it to scripture. Like that's that's great. Yeah. That's really cool. And that was kind of your whole focus, right? For where, if people weren't there, I just then we can talk about how right, you yeah. structured. What happened at worship night? <laughs> what happened at worship night? Why? Why did Asher hear from God so much? It felt like a really cool way to investigate like this spiritual aspect, like hearing from God. And I, I just I loved the way you did it. So you had us do like thirty minutes of 30, 30 minutes. 30 seconds of prayer time for something specific, 30 seconds of silence, and then it was almost like popcorn style. Who heard? Who heard something? Right. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a lot of hands raised that. A lot of hands raised. At the very beginning, right? It's always no Ooh. one wants to. Who was the first so. person to. Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte kicked us off. Way to get it going. Yeah, good job. I knew it. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was just, it was cool to see that. And then towards the end, it felt like everyone was starting to get it. And uh, what, I, what I'd what i be interested to know is if that was the first time for anyone hearing from God or actually being brave enough to. Oh, it definitely had to have been. Yeah. It's just because of, for me, like knowing some of the people who grabbed the microphone and yeah. shared. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things. One, we, I want to do a coaching thing on that. So don't let me forget, or we'll probably all forget, but I just don't want to interrupt this right now, but I have to say it out loud. I'll keep trying to remember. <laughs> um, so what we did was we had a spe specific location. So, hey, we're in Plymouth. We're all going to pray 30 seconds for Plymouth, 
let's listen to God for 45 seconds or a minute. And then what did God say to you to share with the Plymouth location? Yeah. I wrote, I wrote them all down. So I'll end up posting them maybe in We Are Restoration, I think, maybe there. Yes. Like my notes. You will. Yeah. Okay. So everybody has it and they can That's cool. look at it. And then a year from now or 10 years from now, we can kind of look back at it and say, we thought that was crazy, but it happened. Yeah. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I thought that was such a great way to kick off, kick off the year. And, and with, so like at our church, we have, we have a ton of stuff that's happening this year. This is our, is this the first time it, that our church has done such a long sermon series that we're planning to do. Yeah, definitely. But like Jesus, it'll, it'll total what? Three months for 24 weeks, 24 weeks, unless some get added. And even honestly, some of the weeks that are different series, I'm like, wow, this really probably could still be like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Like we do um, in February, we do a series called new, which is based on Romans 12, two. And honestly, that series could be Think Like Jesus. Yeah. It could be. But it's not because that's not the idea we had when we were right. writing it. But it's but along it the same been. thing. It's, tra- it's, tra- it's an in- inward transformation. And yeah. And your initial thought anyway, your initial thought was, let's do this the whole year. Because you had so many weeks. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we just added a bunch. We are still doing villains. Yeah. So later in the year. Oh, yeah. For sure. Villains was like really good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, then me uh me and my family would watch like the movies about the boat the week before. Yeah, they'd help yeah. me sermon prep. Oh yeah. I lo- <laughs> <laughs> that was the best series ever to sermon prep. I'm at home watching a bug's life. <laughs> yeah. Gotta write my with my Bible open. <laughs> That's awesome. But I anything you wanna add in about worship night? Uh I think it was the first time when I knew it was God. Like before, I always like wondered and then I would always ask and then I would know, oh, this is God because he would like, he'd tell me and it would just be over and over. But this time it was like once that I was like, oh, this is definitely God. It's not my brain. I think that was the first time for me where I realized like, oh, this is what, this is what, so for me, it's visions. So I was like, oh, this is definitely a God vision. It's not a, a man-made vision. Mm. So I was like, I definitely, like for the first time, I think I had one, but I just ignored it. I didn't think it was anything. Then for Plymouth, I had one, I shared it. And then for the future locations, I had one, shared it. And it was just like, I knew. Remember what you saw or what you shared for either of them? For the future locations, I saw words, um, provision, protection, and one. I saw those three words. Oh, that's right. I remember. And then I don't remember what Tell us what that, do you remember what that was about? I think it, provision was to keep moving forward, not to say that there's only one location. I mean, there's four locations. We don't need more. But to say that there's, we can add more and we need to keep growing the kingdom. That's a word for me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then protection would be just to protect the church and protect the people. Because there are definitely going to be times when people come in and they're just trying to ruin it and try to be horrible. And the devil tries to find cracks to break down the church but just to protect it and stay it together. And then one goes along with that. And it's that we're four locations that are separated, but we're all still one church. Yeah. That's a good word, man. Such a good word. It's just so cool. Cause like not, I mean, you're, you guys are intelligent kids, but 
those things, when you say it, it's like, it's so profound. You know that it's yeah. not just like, that would have taken someone a long time to fa- to fabricate. Like, right, you know if you I mean? are making it up. Right, like that's pretty good <laughs> to, to make it up. You'd, you'd be really just intelligent to have such a grasp for it. But like, that's one of the confirmations of like, wow, that's something I'm going to take because it's so, mm-hmm. it was so thought out. One of the things I liked about it is when we started getting a lot of, um, it was almost people confirming other, other people's right. words. Oh, I heard this word, uh, you know, and I think it meant this. And then the next person, yeah, I, I heard the same thing. Yeah, I heard the mm-hmm. same. And that was always cool because it's right. like, all right, that one, God really wanted to make sure got out. So that went to a couple people. We were able to kind yeah, of confirm um, it right after that, we heard it. So that happened to us um, on, we, uh, I think it was like thir- Thursday or Friday when we were all just sitting down praying for 30 seconds. We being our about, family. Yeah. Um, about our, about a girl this year. Um, I think it was like, I can't, it was, uh, God said 15,000, but, um, and then we had four people that said 15,000. And then my mom's uh, was like, um, I feel like God said, um, like to all, like to help people raise money with us. Mm. And then I'm like, God told me to do fifteen thousand and help pe- help people raise fifteen thousand with us. You guys were already setting that was setting your goals for yeah we for next year. Um, so King the Builders ended. We hit our goals. The boys hit their goal. We hit our goal. Um, and then it well, what's twenty twenty three? What are we gonna do? And it was, I, I, not everybody, but a couple of people were feeling a pressure of, we got to do more. And I, and I was like, no, we just got to do what God tells us to do. So what are our, all of our goals? How are we going to raise money this year? I'm like, let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's take some, let's take a couple of minutes here and figure out what God wants us to do. We did essentially the exact same thing that we did at worship night. We prayed in the house out loud for 30 seconds. We were quiet for 30 seconds. And then we said, all right, what did God tell you? And so there was a number that he told four of us. So me and three kids all said the same number, which was good because I wasn't very confident in it. It was just like, <laughs> makes sense. Like it was just like immediate, like yeah. this amount. And then it was like talking through. So it's a family goal, not that's the boy's goal. Yeah. So we're all going to work on that together. This yeah. Year. Which is less than we did last year, but um, so, but, but it's what God is what God told us. Like, God could like yeah. double the amount, triple the amount. Right. We just do it what He says, and then it's obviously a um, a call to um, for Michelle and the boys, and and certainly me as well, but for Michelle and the boys to yeah. help the other teenagers because I think it's in their heart, but they don't know how to do it. So yeah, for sure. So it was a good worship night. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Good, good worship night. So Sunday's message, we started the series Like yep. Jesus, which was kind of a, a setup for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Discipleship, spiritual growth, becoming like Jesus. Um, did you, I had to ask, did you, uh, did you find the illustration or come up with the illustration for the Rubik's Cube? It, pop, it popped up in my head one time when I was driving. So I opened a Google Doc while I'm driving, hit type the text. <laughs> yeah. Rubik's Cube and just throw that in my notes. 
I don't know how long ago. He not, pulled over and parked. Don't worry. <laughs> no. Sure. No, he didn't. <laughs> I typed a text. Talk to text? Talk to text. <laughs> I typed to text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, officer. I was not texting and driving. I used type to text. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he lets me go. Gotcha. <laughs> um, not only was it a great, uh, a great illustration, but it's an illustration that like we literally used in a sentence in a conversation later that, that day where it was like, yes, that's a piece of the Rubik's cube. We're still waiting on to, to flip. Like we're still trying to flip like the idea of like, Oh yeah, that's, that's something I'm trying to work on. Like the illustration hits so well that, I don't know if you remember, you said that. Um, I don't, but I did have a text last night. Someone texted me. Oh, okay. And so I texted him back at six o'clock. And I'm like, that's so great. Thanks for sharing that with me. And thank you for always letting God keep working on your Rubik's Cube. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just think that's, it's, it's, it's funny, but it was also such a good illustration to set. And, uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of positive feedback. I think your message really inspired people with the freedom course as well. Yeah. And there's this hunger now to, all right, yeah, you're right. I don't want to be externally a Christian. I want to be, I want to be like Christ. And uh, the, the, there's just a lot of buzz. Everyone talking to you, like they want to do this freedom course or they want to work on, on some other things. So just setting that up for the year was really awesome. Getting stuck is horrible. Yeah. Getting stuck spiritually. I remember, I think I was 17 years old and my car got stuck in the driveway. I'm all by myself. Yeah. And I was like, what do you do? Thankfully, that car was kind of junky. So it, it spun its tires on its own. And I was outside of the car pushing it with the car door <laughs> open. And so I was rocking it back and forth. When I finally got into the road, then I just jumped in the driver's door and kept on driving. Oh. How did you get the tires to? They just did it on its own because it had like, it, it was a carbureted engine. So the oh. engine was revving high. Oh, okay. Like it's natural <laughs> rev was too high. So, so it was, had some help. So it was spinning the tires. It was a phantom ghost driver. <laughs> that was the first time I ever, because I went around the block when I came back, I did like um, three circles in the middle of the road, like with the vehicle. Because that high revving thing also caused a problem where <laughs> you couldn't slow down. So it just spun oh. itself out three three circles. Oh, man. I was probably going 15 miles an hour, but I almost <laughs> went sideways into a telephone pole at 15 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. That's crazy. Must've where been, were we? It must have been February of 1999. <laughs> I've never had a car that did that, but... Okay. So it's, it's yeah. not fun to be unstuck and yeah. trying to push it. When you're stuck and you're by yourself, mm. it's horrible. Yeah. But we, through the Freedom Course, through other circles, through our Sunday messages as a church as a whole, through help with our counselors, we, they, other people are designed, God designed it to help us get unstuck. Yeah. And that's, um, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's really kind of the, the key too, right? Like that's, uh, try, I, you never want to drive an analogy too far, but still working through like a lot of people who can solve a Rubik's Cube learn from someone else who have, 
who's already knows right. all of the combinations. Hey, here's what you do to move this one to here. Yeah. And then I feel like there's a lot of the time we're like, no, this is, I have a unique issue that no one else has worked through. So I'm, I'm going to figure this out on my own. I'm going to, I'm, I'm stuck for a reason for me to figure it out. Right. You know what I mean? And like, so I just feel like a lot of people do that. We're prideful in our problems. It, yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I have the worst problem anybody's ever had. No one's had a worse problem than me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just here. I'm stuck with it. Like, really stop being prideful. Right. Yeah, it's like we drive home the the scripture of, of Paul too far of like, that everyone's sinners of which I am the worst. Like, but we come to the conclusion of like, so no one can know about mine. <laughs> I, 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 am I am the worst. The worst. I'm the worst. You thought Paul was bad, but I am. <laughs> and I guy wrote the Bible, so I'm worse than him. Right. <laughs> and we just like hang out there. Yeah. But I think, I mean, we, we know that's something. Our imp- we don't want people to know those issues. So it's always, that's the hard piece. But, um, but you're right. Like God, God's put our church in place here, our, our circle in place. I think without you know, without your mentorship, without my circle that I have, like there's so many different things in my life that I've had to process. And it takes a long time to trust people enough to do it, but every time it's just so, so worth it. But now you were in service, right, for it? So you, He was serving in kids, but he watched it after. Oh, yeah, cool. I watched it online. What stood out to you for it? The Rubik's Cube thing. Oh, just in general, just for... Yeah, the fact that you can try to solve one side, but if you try to go to the other side for, like, a Rubik's Cube, you're going to ruin that one side. And I was just like... Oh, yeah. If I try to fix this one side, then the other side's going to, like, come up and it will get worse and worse. So I was just, like, thinking, I need to start with what God wants me to do so that it doesn't get worse and worse and it's harder to solve. Yeah. So if you think about, like, um, I'm going to... You know, God's trying to now disciple me, remove my Rubik's Cube on the money issue. Well, as soon as I start moving money around, that distorts every other side because now I've got trust issues, I've got greed issues, I've got jealousy issues, I've got, and it, and it stirs up all these other things. So we end up feeling going backwards in a lot of other areas. Yeah. Um, but then God's like, no, if you trust me, let me move that one cube. Yeah, it's going to mess up every other one, but... Not for very long. Yeah. Because once I move it into its full revolution, all those other pieces will be back. Right. And you'll be further developed in this other area. Yeah. It made me think of like, we could we could make a church meme of, it's one picture of a solved Rubik's Cube. It says the front half that I that I show to people, the, the back half of my life that I'll never post about. And the back of the Rubik's Cube is just completely a mess. Not even turned. Like that whole idea of like, Wait, if I fix this, then the facade I've put up gets ruined, right? Then the good half. Questions for you guys. Here's a question, all right? I want everybody to give me an answer. Okay. Give me your opinion. Yeah. Can you ever, will your Rubik's Cube ever be complete? Can you ever be perfect? Fully like Jesus. What are your, what are your thoughts? No, here on this earth. Oh, no. I mean, you can get close. Yeah, you can never be like Jesus because I don't know. Yeah, maybe it looks solved under certain light. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, wait, no, no, this one's a little messed up. You can, like, 
be like as perfect, but there's always like one thing. Yeah, I think I think ultimately, yes, but but is it is it extremely easy to mess up, mess up our Rubik's cube, right? Like the second it's done, and we're like, I've done it, I'm perfect. All right, well now you now you just turned it. You know what I mean? Like to think through that. That's how I'd feel. Yeah, I I I don't think you you could be like really really good, but you could never be like Jesus. So. I don't know. He's about to drop something. It was a trick question. <laughs> no, not a trick question, but it really is something to think through. The one thing is, Asher goes back to what you said before. We got to line it up to scripture. So that was, does God ask us to do the impossible? Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. We can't. And uh, <laughs> no, you won't be like me. <laughs> like if we think it's impossible, what do we automatically do? We give up, right? Right. Seven-year-old me is like, this Rubik's Cube can't be done. Impossible. And then you put it away, and then all of a sudden you meet someone who can do it blindfolded in 35 seconds, which I think might be the world record, something like that. Completed a Rubik's Cube blindfolded in 35 seconds. I still don't get how. I know it has combinations. Because it has nothing to do with the actual colors. It's just just repetitive. And then eventually the rotations work itself out. And I would say it's the same thing with spiritual growth. Read your Bible every day, pray every day, go to church every week, and you eventually are transformed. Yeah. It's just the daily practices that that are not that complicated. Yeah. Turn up twice, turn left once, turn. It's just, it's what it is. You can do it blindfolded. um, That's what I've been, I've been praying every day. Yeah, you're doing amazing. So you got to check scripture. So, I think you can, all right? I think it has been done before. I think it has been done before. Someone was like, done, and he, I get scripture for you. So I meant to put this in my sermon, but I forgot. So Genesis, so have, who, raise your hand if you're familiar with the name Enoch. A couple names, couple, a couple hands up. Genesis chapter five. When Enoch was 65 years old, he had Methuselah. And Methuselah was the longest living person in human history. Enoch walked steadily with God. After he had Methuselah, he lived another 300 years, having more sons and daughters. Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked steadily with God. Then one day he was simply gone. God took him. Enoch is one of two people who never died. Mm. He just went to heaven. Yeah. Enoch and Elijah. So Enoch, I believe. I've heard of Enoch. God finished his Rubik's Cube and just like, come on down or come on up. (laughs) And just took him, just brought him to heaven because he He completed it. He walked completely with God, steadily with God. Mm. And then one day, just, hey, I was thinking, you want to come over? <laughs> sure. All right. Hey, I'll, hey, I'll I send can, you a ride. I, I feel like I can be around you just the way you are. Yeah. So was <laughs> no how covering. long was he on earth? Five years. Wasn't he like sore or anything? Or did God just like put help him through that? Sore from like the 
the jet lag of going from to like heaven? Old, from, from being old. Well, people lived a lot older then. So that, that was young. That, that was young. be 900 something. He was the young spry age of 365 years. Remember, it took Noah 120 years to build the ark. He was sore. <laughs> yeah. I got one laugh. <laughs> so some of these people need to give their husbands some grace for their <laughs> uncompleted home projects. <laughs> uh, that hits close for me right now. <laughs> It's I'll not fix- an ark, it's a shelf. <laughs> I'll fix the washer eventually. <laughs> yeah, I'll hang that shelf eventually. Um, so anyway, that's what I think. I think you can. I think you can be perfect. Yeah. I think we've met people who are perfect. Obviously, we still have ability to sin, but we don't have to continue to sin. Yeah. You can be. So G- God sees us as the righteousness of Jesus you can fully live in that righteousness and holiness of Jesus. Yeah. You can be perfect. Um, but we're still mortal. Yeah. And heaven removes our mortality. Mm. It mm-hmm. removes our flesh. Yeah. So we still have we still have to guard our hearts and our minds and our actions mm-hmm. because if we become prideful in our perfection, we're gonna fall. Right. That's I mean, that scripture too, pride comes before the fall. Yeah. But in heaven, we don't have to worry about that. We just live in that perfection without any fear of sinning or falling. Yeah. I feel like within the answers, when you ask that question, lies that that fear of, well, if I say I could be, that's prideful. So now I, now I can't. You know what I mean? Like right. there is a like, I feel like if you were to ask a lot of people that question, like, can you, can you be? Most people say no out of fear of like, I don't think that's the right answer. Right. The, I'm not allowed to be without sin. Our book recommendation is, I forget the title of the book. Um, the, what's the name of the book? The, um, the, the tr- Little Train That Could. Little Engine That Could. The Little Engine That Could. That's our book recommendation <laughs> because it goes back to, I think I can, I think I can, I think yeah, I can, yeah. I think I can. If you think you can't, well, guess you what? You're, no, you're, you're, you're right, you won't. Yeah. You will not. If you think, you know, baseball analogy for the boys, if they sign up here, which signups are in February, um, if you think you're going to strike out, guess what? You're going to. Yeah. I'm not playing baseball. If you (laughs) think you're going to get beans, guess what? I will bean you to help you get over (laughs) the fear. Um, he sent us to the pitcher, uh, to like a Hilltop Fun Center to go in the batting cages. And he's like, you... So I, I'm going to teach you how not to be afraid of the ball and show us a video <laughs> of just a guy getting hit by the baseball. I showed him like the clip from Javi Gilmore of him in the batting cages getting hit <laughs> getting hit by the balls yeah. to be a tougher hockey player. And, but I told him that it was a real video. Oh, like said, it was just a YouTube video. Guys, oh we're going to the batting cages. You're going to stand and get hit by the ball. <laughs> what? No way. I'm like, no, people do this. Look at this video. And then they're like, that is insane. I'm not doing that. I'm like, you're doing it. We're going there right now. And then once I was done with my laughs, I said, oh, that's from a, that's <laughs> from a movie. Glad <laughs> you explained that because he definitely made it sound like you did do it. Well, no, hey, we did like do that, that time you pointed the <laughs> baseball thrower at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't do that. It no, was, but it was a really great half hour. Bet he was, bet, I was yeah, there, bet he was about to like have a tear going down his face. <laughs> he was looking at me like. He definitely pooped his pants. No. 
<laughs> this is so our sad. last day. My dad, no, how did you betray me like this? <laughs> I thought we were friends. That's so good. <laughs> so anyway, that's our book recommendation. Um, yeah. As we go into the series, podcast recommendations would be this podcast. Yeah. And uh, good on you for finding it and being here already. <laughs> and there's a lot. There's a lot of spiritual growth. Figure out, you know, what's the next area you're going to grow in? What's the next Rubik's Cube God's talking to you about? It could be in your marriage. It could be in your parenting. It could be in your money. It could be in your faith. It could be in your theology. Find what it is and, and be deliberate about taking some time and investing in that. And if you're at worship night, take, take a moment this week and do the exact same thing with your family. Like, yeah. hey, what is our Kingdom Builders goal for the year? Pray out loud for 30 seconds together. Be quiet for 30 seconds mm. and then say, anybody hear anything? And if no one did, I think sometimes we are, but we're, but either, maybe we're too afraid to say it. Either afraid or don't know. Yeah, or we don't know if it was God or not, but right. yeah. just say it without trying to explain it. This is the coaching thing I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. At worship night, we were quiet for 45 seconds. What did God say? And then people spoke for two and a half minutes afterward. So God didn't say that much. You're yeah. adding in. You're trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to, which, which I had to because my things didn't make any sense to me at first. One of them was, uh, yeah, my word for future locations is a bass fishing trip. Right? That was my thing. Right. Like, I, God gave me a picture of a bass fishing yeah, trip. Yeah, so you understood so that. But I couldn't just leave that. And, and thankfully, I had time to process it. Like, God, I have to communicate what this means. What does this mean? Yeah. And it was, uh, God's called us to be fishers of men. It should be generational, like a fishing trip with grandpa. So that's what he wants our church to be. I think the hard part is, because you can hear it in some of the explanations, and I'm guilty of it too, is, is the fear of if it was or if it wasn't. So, well, this is what I thought. And, and like, maybe if I explain it, I won't sound like, right? So, so I, I very much felt like I had, I got these two things, mm-hmm. but I was like, if I say them and it's not God, I'm being mean because it's nice and authoritative from God. If it's me, I'm, I'm like yelling at someone. That's how it felt. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to just make this gentler than what I thought I heard. You know what I mean? Like, right. and so it's always that fear of like, oh, well, if I just say it here, like, what if, what if that was just me? You know what I mean? I think people fall into that. So in your home, yeah. when you do this, don't be afraid. Yeah. So someone says something crazy, don't even correct them. Yeah. So we did, you know, when we had the kids speaking, we didn't correct them. Yeah. It was just like, um, we, we, we just went on to the next person. All right, well, what did you hear? And I heard The this. parents definitely got a little closer as the, as the repeat hearers <laughs> raised their hands. You can see a couple of parents like, all right, I'm getting ready to pull this mic away. Yeah. <laughs> so it was so good. We, um, Yeah. I think one of the big things that you you're, you were talking through and just really stand out is um, like uh, it is as simple as you keep as you keep saying right. So solving so when you said like it's oh it's not solving the cube isn't this it's just about the daily repeatable things like that's that's huge even for me to to remember and think through like yes that like these little things that we're going to be doing and so I just I'm excited for this series in general and going through the whole year because you really are taking like, here's one little thing about Jesus that is going to be huge for you. Let's learn yeah. to do this now. 
and through those things. Like it's not about, you know, it's not about needing to go to a retreat every year to have some big spiritual experience and then you're set for the year. Right. You, you, you know, it's not about going and doing this big, you know, thing and, you know, doing your, your, your modern day sacrifice to be holy for now a year. Like it's about these tiny things. And I often get caught up in, it can't be that simple. I need. We don't, yeah. Some people are geniuses and they've discovered how to solve the Rubik's Cube on their own. And the rest of us are sitting around waiting for that to happen to us. Some people just have these profound spiritual experiences and the rest of us are like, well, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for mine. And no, go on YouTube and learn it. Learn it. That's it. Practice. And that's the rest of us. That's what I've done. That's what the boys are doing. I mean, they're not spiritual geniuses. The only reason they hear God like that is because they've been practicing it since they were five years old. I had asked them, hey, did God say anything to you? Nope. Oh, all right. Did God say anything to you? God told me for you to buy me whatever. Like, (laughs) oh, cool. Did God say anything to you? And and they've just been practicing it for a lot of years. So that's why... That's why it's easy for them. And also, sometimes you're not going to get it the first try. You No, hear. and sometimes you don't hear. Yeah. yeah. So not everybody heard everything last night. Not, not a problem. Right. Uh, you, you know, if you, well, you had to have heard something. No, you didn't have to. So right. if none of you did when your family prayer time is like, oh, all right. And then the next week, do it again. Yeah. So anyways... You guys get a meeting to go to. I got to bring four boys to the dentist. Nice. So perfect. Have a happy new year. Church, see you on Sunday. Yes. And we continue the series like Jesus. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye.